Zalatni. And I'm Tafra Jemian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's there's no no such such thing thing as as bad food. food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. What did you find on the table today, Tefer? I'm looking at your old driver's permit. Yeah? Yeah. When did that one expire? 2019. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I think that's the last the time I renewed it. The most recent one? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I thought you looked you looked already like a parent in this picture. Whoa, what does that mean? <laughs> it means look how tired you are. Yeah, fair. I mean, you look really cute. I do look cute. You look very cute. I mean, no, I don't look that cute. My hair is a mess. My hair is not good in that picture at all. I mean, it's long, but that was like 2019. That was when you were going into your like Thor phase when you had shoulder length blonde hair for a brief moment during the pandemic. That's true. That's true. This was was Toby was what? Like a year old. Not even. This was right after we found out about Toby. So folks, you've probably seen the episode title already. You know what we're here for. So come aboard and bring along all your hopes and dreams. This week, we are talking about the food of One Piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Specifically, we are talking about One Piece Pirate Recipes by Sanji, a cookbook released in 2021 that boasts over 40 recipes for life on the high seas. Surfing the One Piece popularity wave a little in bit. 2021. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I actually tried to order this like back when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I have a, a tenuous relationship with the ability to shop online <laughs> due to my tenuous relationship with credit cards. So uh, I'm not surprised that I didn't get it back then, but uh, I managed to recently. So shout out to Coho for that. If you're interested in hearing about <laughs> Coho, let me know and maybe I can send you a referral code. Let me know, ho. Let me know, ho. But we're not here to talk about Coho. We're not here to talk about Ho-Hos. We're here to talk about Sanji. <laughs> And the food of One Piece. Now, if you're not familiar with One Piece, it is uh, one of the longest running, if not the longest running anime about some pirates who go on adventures on the sea and their captain, Monkey D. Luffy, a rubber man who stretches and wants to be the king of the pirates. But we're not here to talk about One Piece. We're here to talk about the food from it and the food made by the chef from One Piece from Luffy's crew, Sanji. Teffer is losing their mind over here. Do you want to add some clauses to that? Do you have have a few more clauses to add to that introduction? No. We have a lot of cookbooks in our household. We do. And uh, whenever we get a new one, we try to make a couple things from it, you know, soon after getting it. I think that's a fair thing to say, right? Yeah. Well, I think you're more of a cookbook person than I am. Sure. Uh, Like, you are more of a collector. You are more, you are the person who buys cookbooks. I have cookbooks. Mm Mm-hmm. But most of the cookbooks I have are ones I have had for a long time. And like I have a few recipes in them that I make. Yeah. I think for me, like I love looking at cookbooks more than I love using them. Yeah. You like reading them. Yeah. Yeah. I like reading them as like texts almost, Mm -hmm. you know, and I struggle a lot of the time when it comes to actually making the recipes from them. 
part of that is that I get overwhelmed really easily. Part of that is I have this this internal struggle uh, that comes from a place of childhood trauma around food security. <laughs> Woo, shout out, uh, where I feel like if I screw up something while I'm cooking it, it's like the worst thing that could possibly happen yeah. because it's like a waste of money and a waste of food and, you know. But I think it's also just that like most of the time to make a recipe from a book, you need to like put a lot of forethought into doing it, right? Because it's yeah. rare that you like flip open a book and find, oh, I have everything I need to make this recipe in the correct quantities. Yeah. Let's make this happen. Unless you're using a recipe book that is written to be <laughs> one of those books where yeah. you can find something, you know, that you probably have in your kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And so I find a lot of the time I don't necessarily like go toward a recipe book trying to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like for like an average meal. So when I get a new book, so I always keep an eye out for a couple of recipes, then I try to make them, you know, at some point early on. Uh, you know, budget permitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one I wanted to do like sooner than later so that we could record an episode about yeah. it and ride the One Piece hype train a little bit and enjoy the SEO that comes from it. So we found two recipes in here that we tackled this weekend. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the apples? I'll talk about the, the meat. Sure. All right. So first, I do want to like m- touch on something that you were just talking about, though, sure. which is cookbooks are not written to teach you how to cook. No. And I think this is something that like is really important to highlight because the basics of cooking are hard to learn from a book, first of all, sure, but are not something you're going to just learn from any cookbook you pick up. Unless it is Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat by Simeon, which is one of the reasons I think that's such a special cookbook. Sure, yeah. So just picking up a cookbook and like diving into a recipe is intimidating. And it's hard to get it to work out unless it is a dish you have some familiarity with. Like I think I've mentioned this before that when I cook from a recipe... Um, as somebody who like did learn the basics of cooking young and has been cooking for a long time mm-hmm. a lot of the time I'm like fiddling with it you sure, know yeah like especially when I'm baking just because I've been baking for so long I will look at the technique that they put out and be like eh no it's gonna work better if I do it this way <laughs> sure, and I'll yeah. do it that way right so like I think like when you're working from a cookbook you've got to have a good dose of like gentleness with yourself mm. where it's like you can follow the recipe, but, like, it's not necessarily going to work the way they say it's going to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's where I struggle is, like, with gentleness toward myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, okay, obviously I do. Um, but, like, especially when it comes to food, right? Because yeah. I, I have this – I think there's – I don't like to not get it right the first time. Yes. Because of that aforementioned, <laughs> you know – Trauma. Um, and because you are a triple earth sign. Yeah, there's a bit of that too. <laughs> you have to do things right the first time. Yeah. And so I, I usually try not to go for recipes that like seem intimidatingly new to me, right? Yeah. Like I'm not going to go for like a seafood recipe, right. which I will say this book has a lot of beautiful seafood recipes yeah. uh, that I will maybe eventually tackle. But like we don't need a lot of seafood in our house to begin with. And I'm not the most confident cooking it. So for me, I'm like, these are very beautiful to look at. I probably won't do it. I'm actually very good at cooking fish Mm -hmm. for somebody who does not eat fish. Right. But yeah, so for me, I gravitated toward the meat one. Right. Because I can cook meat. I know how to cook meat. Meat is not something that I typically struggle with. Boy, did I struggle a little bit. So I guess, we'll yeah, we'll we'll do it this way. I will talk about this one. I feel like we got to start at the beginning with this one, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, folks... 
in a lot of cartoons, you will see people eating meat straight off of a bone, mm-hmm. right? It's a trope we've all seen. Mm-hmm. Big bone in hand, bite the meat straight off it. It usually looks really satisfying. Comically large does not look like any part of any animal. No, exactly. This book challenged itself to create meat on the bone that mm-hmm. looks like the meat on the bone that people eat in cartoons, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I was very excited. I saw it and I said, okay, you know what? Let's do it. Let's make this happen. Now, this recipe calls for taking chicken drumsticks, uh, tuliping them, which is a technique where you basically cut the skin and cut the meat off of the bone end of the drumstick and kind of peel it forward to reveal as much of the bone as possible while still keeping the meat on there, mm-hmm. which is like not the hardest thing in the world, but it's just messy. Yeah. <laughs> and then it proposes hard boiling eggs, wrapping the chicken meat around them, and then also wrapping ground chicken meat around that uh, to create like a big, you know, meat lollipop. It's at the end. basically a scotch egg fused yeah. with a chicken leg. Yeah. But then with a scotch egg, you usually deep fry it also. Yeah, I was surprised that these weren't deep fried, actually. No, and -hmm. I think there was a problem with the recipe here, because, like, we came up to this at one point. The recipe says to bake them for 20 minutes at 400 degrees. Yeah. We've never baked chicken legs for less than 40 minutes. No, let alone when they're wrapped in a layer of other meat. Yeah. So, like... there's one thing yeah. that I feel like we need to talk about because I don't want to be those people on the recipe doing the reviews being like, I changed this <laughs> and this and it didn't work out, you know? First yes. of all, used beef instead of chicken. Yes, that because I don't like ground chicken. And yeah, and that's, that tastier. shouldn't be a huge difference. No. That should be fine. Use twice as much beef as the recipe called for. Yeah. Because you eyeballed it and thought this won't be enough. Yeah, that's um, true. Did not double the binder ingredients in the meat mixture. This, I think, is where my fatal flaw was with this, is that we did yeah. not have enough uh, We did not have enough binder going on in the meat yes. mixture. Yeah. So, so I just want to like, point out, like, yes, you were working very hard, but you were also improvising. Yeah. And improvisation and doing a recipe for the first time don't don't always work well they don't they don't always Um, work very well so yes i don't think that 20 minutes at 400 degrees is enough time to cook a chicken leg i I usually do it for 40 however we also had double the meat mixture on these chicken legs yeah yeah that the recipe called for it's so (laughs) you know Yes and no. But it's a tricky recipe because you're making a meatball on a chicken leg. Yeah. Well, and we also, we chose to omit the uh, hard-boiled egg. Yeah, because I really hate that idea. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I had this instinct in me of if we first hard-boil an egg and then bake it further, we're just going to end up with a really gross, like, overbaked egg, right? Yeah. And, like, having seen the 20 minutes, I was like, that's going to take more than that in my brain. And I think I just decided in my brain, like, let's not bake yeah. a hard-boiled egg for, you know, upwards of half an hour. That that sounds like a bad time. Yeah. So uh, I'll post a photo of this to our Instagram. <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not upset to to show my failures a little bit publicly. Uh, they did not hold the the ground beef cracked off in most places. One held together fairly yeah, nicely. One held together nicely. Yeah. And I will say, yummy, fun yeah. concept. I would love to try it again and follow the recipe 
maybe not with the eggs, but like actually tulip the chicken. Yeah. Because um, that's the other thing is that you, you uh, what do you call it? You did the thing where you like scrape the meat up the bone and clean it. And that's called a special technique that I don't remember. But you didn't tulip them. In the recipe, what they call for is for you to basically turn the meat inside out on the bone. And okay. I'm still wondering if maybe having like the inner meat instead of the skin would have changed the adhesion a little. And then lollipopping. also lollipop. Yeah, Thank you. That's you a hard term to remember. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also, yeah, I think that if we had the meat mixture with the correct binder to meat ratio mm. and a thinner layer, yeah, I think it would hold much better. Like I can see the concept. You yeah, know? yeah, that's it. I do think probably um, like you might be onto something here that it may be the 20 minutes is like once it's no longer stuck to the bone and it's yeah. just kind of hanging off it. Maybe that's where that comes from. Yeah, maybe. But I also. Oh, like, yeah, because the. Because yeah, the bone yeah, yeah. makes it cook a little slower, right? Yeah. But I do feel like, like for me, I couldn't visualize how that would work if mm-hmm. we kept it, like, if we took it all the way off the bone, how is it going to stay attached in any way, well, shape, or form? Well, it stays attached right? at the top. Right. Yeah, I don't know. There, there was just something about it that, like, the visual of... It was confusing. Had, had the beef stayed bound to the chicken leg... Yeah the way that we did it I think it would have looked incredible oh absolutely and it would have looked great and I don't think that would have been the case if we had fully tuliped it okay you know okay That's, yeah 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 but anyway you know you live you learn you you, you, love, you take learn. liberties with recipes you learn absolutely. to fly absolutely um I just wanted to make it clear that like I don't think the issue is with the recipe yeah I no. think <laughs> the issue was just like trying to do it on a weeknight or was it no it was a weekend it was, Saturday. It was just trying to trying to do it and the kids were there and like yeah there was the added stress of them then being like, I don't want to eat this. And <laughs> yeah, man. Kids love to ruin things like that, eh? Yeah, they like, they were so hyped when I told them I was going to make meat on the bone like Luffy yeah, eats. Yeah. They both were like, oh, shit, let's fucking go. And then we rolled it out and we showed it to them. And they're like, yeah, I'm not eating that. I'm not putting that anywhere near my body. Uh, Rhea loved the beef mixture, though. The beef was really yeah, good. Listen, I will say the the chicken, I'm not a huge like just baked chicken person yeah i don't yeah. know chicken is like not one of my favorite proteins yeah but like the beef <laughs> semi-bound ground beef that's well seasoned that's been baking in its own juices on a pan in the oven for a while mm-hmm. has a real nice something to it oh yeah yeah i mean it's like a nice meatball you know that's it i really just kind of like and you actually made one little meatball with I some did. of the extra meat from the the batch and I kind of like I think I just got out of that wanting meatballs on fake bone yeah (laughs) well you know what I think we need to do for so okay first of all in the book in the cookbook these look fantastic yes and I absolutely think that you can make this and like hit all the notes yeah absolutely. it just wasn't our day yeah well and I think we shot ourselves in the foot a little bit as well by not wanting to do the hard-boiled egg thing too Maybe. Like, I think I think that adds to, like, some of the structural integrity of it a bit. I don't know. Maybe. I'm so anti-egg. I'm, I'm not a good... I'm not a good food media person. Hey, hey. <laughs> who's the best food media person in the world right now? Guy Fieri. Who hates eggs? Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank okay. you. That made me feel better. Okay. Um, That's something you and Guy have in common. Aw. And we're Italian. Yeah. The other thing is that the ground beef has a different look than the ground chicken. And sure. the ground chicken really gets that like bronzed anime look it's to true. it. true. You know? Yeah. However, the meat on the bone in animes, I feel like looks almost like a rib. It looks almost like if you cooked a rib not to being soft. 
Like, yeah. a, like a dinosaur rib with the bone scraped would look like that pretty well. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like, it's never going to totally look exactly like it. Because we don't live in an anime, unfortunately. We, unfortunately, we do there's not There's no long ring, long land. There's no long dog. Yeah. And there's no clown pirate kings no. who ate the chop-chop fruit. And that's just something we have to live with we have every to live day. With that. Yeah. There are, unfortunately, governing powers in the world that are extremely corrupt and oppressive. But we don't have a pirate ship with tangerine trees on it, so how are we supposed to do anything about it? Yeah, yeah. I would move onto the Thousand Sunny in a heartbeat. If somebody was like, hey, do you want to take to the seas on this ship that has an orchard on it? I would be like, hell yes, I do. Yeah, I will swab the deck. Sign me up. That's all we need. Oranges and a little bit of like anti-fascist government fighting. Piracy is our only option. Indeed. Should we go to the mid-roll? Let's go to the mid-roll, and then when we get back, we'll talk about dessert. Yeah! If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss a new episode. If you're not enjoying the show so far, what more do you want from us? While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of December, we'll be donating $2 to the depot. That was my pirate December. Our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple, free act of leaving a rating and review of the show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. Very piratical and Robin Hood of you. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six unless you manage to loot one of the governor's ships. So if that math is exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. Indeed, indeed. You want access to my Patreon? You can have it. I've left all my bonus content and newsletters in one place. Uh, If you join our Patreon, you'll get access to our monthly newsletter, The No Bad Food Recipe Club, where every month we will post new recipes for you to try out and share with your friends and family. If you're not already a member of our Patreon, please consider joining up at patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod today. It would be uh, flashy of you to do it. Flashy. That's the word we're going Actually, sign up. That's it. I'm going to be king of the podcasts. Super. So rolling on over to dessert. Rolling on over. Which you selected, but I ended up executing. Yes, because uh, I think it was just that I got so overwhelmed dealing with the chicken that you kind of took over. I just wanted to do something for you. Yeah, it was nice of you. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to help because you were so sad. I was. About... The, the chicken thing really just kind of like, it threw me. I'm not going to lie. I know. I yeah. Know. So you, yeah, you took charge. You made them happen. They yeah. were beautiful. So these are called exploding apples mm-hmm. in the cookbook. They are baked apples that you can make in the toaster oven. However, we did not because I doubled the recipe because I am a fiend for baked apples. I think I ate six of these. I think so because the kids each had one and I did not have any. You didn't have any? Nope. I mean, I had a little bit out of the pan. Toby uh... didn't have one. He didn't want one. I ate his. Okay. So is there one left? No. Oh, Rhea had two? No. What? So you had seven. (laughs) Anyway, I did have a little bit out of the pan while they were still cooling off, and they were delicious. And then I just ate them too fast. Yeah, I mean, you, you know. didn't get a chance. That's okay. I did. Okay, just to be clear, I didn't eat them all in one sitting. No, I ate no. them over the course of the next day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and they are half apples. So yeah. this is, I love baked apples. Like, mm-hmm. growing up, baked apples were a treat. My dad would sometimes make them in the morning because we heated with a wood stove. Sure. Um, and we had, for a while, we had, like, a big cook oven, like, 100-year-old, like, cast iron cook stove. Mm. So when you start the fire, the cookbox gets warm right Right. yeah sometimes on cold winter days he would 
make baked apples when he started the fire to heat the house for the day. Oh, that's cool. Because, yeah, I grew up in a house that was heated by wood, so my dad had to light the fire to warm up the house in the morning. Good times, good times. So I love baked apples. They're a real comfort food for me. You know how I feel about apples. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't, you can go listen to our apples episode from last year. Or like any other episode that we ever mention apples in. I really <laughs> it like, like apples. every other episode. <laughs> but in this one, you slice the apples in half lengthwise, which mm-hmm. is what my sister and I used to call star-wise, because the core looks like a little star. It does. It does look like a little star. And then you scoop out the seeds in the core, spice them with whole cardamom and cinnamon sticks, mm-hmm. which is a real nice touch. I've done Beautiful. cinnamon before. Sure. I've never done the whole cinnamon stick, so you're just kind of infusing the apple with yeah. it. And I've never done cardamom on baked apples before. And let me tell you, I will be doing that again. <laughs> you add lemon juice and like more sugar than I've ever seen in baked apples. When I was watching you put the sugar on for a second, I was like, are you, are you fucking this up? Is this too much sugar? I was following the recipe. Yeah. It was a half a teaspoon for each half. It was a teaspoon for each half apple. It yeah. was it was a lot, but a lot, man, it worked out. You got yeah. that caramelly like juice at the bottom. It was beautiful. I did just notice uh, that there was supposed to be butter, and I forgot the butter. That explains why the color wasn't quite what I was expecting yep. it to be. Because yep. the color in the photos in here is That's not the a butter color, color. That we got to. Yeah, yeah. They were they were baked apple color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they weren't butter color. So mm. now I understand. Now I want to make them. Well, with now butter. we have to make them again with butter. Oh, I didn't like, buy more apples today. I meant to. Oh man. Well, at least we got a lot. Of butter. We do. Hey, folks listening, uh, here's a little life hack for you. Every time you're at the grocery store, check if butter's on sale. And if it is, get a couple and put them in your freezer. Yep. They will last forever. Don't buy butter at full price ever because uh, so expensive. That's financial suicide. So expensive in yeah. Canada. Yeah. My God. Yeah. And so then you put them in, you can put them in your toaster oven for 20 minutes. We put them in the regular oven and bake them. And yeah. they just turn out beautiful. If you've never made a baked apple, like do yourself a favor. It's one of the easiest. You don't even have to cut it up and season it or anything. You can just bake whole apples. Like yeah. when my dad was baking apples when I was a kid, he was literally just putting apples <laughs> in a baking dish in the oven. Yeah. That's all you have to do. You Truly. can just eat around the core. <laughs> if you want to get fancy with it, core them and stuff them like this. But like... You can do so many things. They're really nice with like, I know I'm supposed to be talking about this recipe specifically, but we're talking about apples. So if you stuff them with brown sugar and raisins, the raisins soak up the apple juice. (sighs) Sounds incredible. I love baked apples. Yeah, this is one that I think like we need to put into our rotation. Oh, yeah. And what I like about it is that it's classy. Like baked apples, I think of as just like a homey comfort food. But cutting them in half like this and doing the whole spices. And oh, my God, then I was eating the cardamom pods afterwards (laughs) that were all like soaky with with apple juice. Mm. And oh, my gosh. I mean, I love cardamom. So, oh, so good. So good. The easy crowd pleaser. Like, honestly, if you're having a dinner party and you don't have a lot of time, this is like a quick, easy dessert you can do if you want to be fancy, grab some nice vanilla ice cream and serve it with it. But this is like, you don't have to be a baker. You don't have to be a cook. All you have to do is stick apples in the oven with like... Stuff on top. Stuff on top. And it's beautiful and it's delicious. And it's unusual. It's not something people have often. Yeah. And I would say if the like... If the cost of cinnamon sticks is prohibitive to you, which is maybe understandable because sometimes whole sticks of cinnamon can be expensive. Absolutely, yeah. You can use like ground cinnamon. Oh yeah, you can you use know? ground. You can use ground spices in the in the place of whole spices. Yeah, like pretty much any time. Yeah, but you'll, like you'll lose the kind of garnish <sighs> effect that that yeah. gives them, which is the the one downside there. But I challenge you to be creative and find something that 
you can put on there instead. Yeah. That I mean, know, and you don't nice. even have to have spices. Like the spices yeah. are lovely, but you can do just sugar and lemon juice. You can do just sure. sugar, as we mentioned before. You can just bake them, like and butter, apparently, and butter, which I forgot. Which we'll have to do it again. Uh, okay. But like, I can imagine what butter tastes oh. like, and like, yes, that would have been great <sighs> if I had noticed that. Basically, folks, the the thing that we're we're trying to get across to you here today is cooking is hard but that doesn't make it not fun that doesn't make it not worth doing and experimenting and exploring sometimes you know at the end of the day we still got some yummy stuff out of it even if we like kind of screwed up both the things we were doing one more monumentally by a long shot would you say that the meat experience was fun um you know what there were parts of it that were fun okay you know yeah 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 (laughs) i listen not everyone is going to have a, a mini panic attack when stuff starts going wrong because of childhood trauma around food waste, okay? Most people listening to this probably won't, it's in fact. True. You know, learn from my mistakes. But uh, this is what I'm saying. Like, we can... It's always worth trying stuff. Yeah. You know? That's it. It's worth trying stuff. And even if you are somebody who has anxiety around cooking um, and anxiety around food, one of the best ways to deal with anxiety is to show yourself that you can do something. Yeah. Or show yourself that you're capable or show yourself that the world doesn't end. The only way, I mean, I'm speaking, this is from experience. Like cooking is not my thing, but I have things that give me meltdowns and panic attacks and have had to do a lot of faking it till you make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and super did not believe it worked <laughs> at the sure. beginning. Yeah. Um, and I can say that it does. It does. Slowly, you know, with support and correct medication and yeah, yeah. trauma-informed therapy and <laughs> somatic work. And <laughs> it's a self-reliance thing, right? Mm. It's a self-sustainability thing. That's something that comes up in One Piece all yeah, the time, right? Yeah. Because they have to source all their own food because they are on the sea. And mm. so it's fishing and things like that. And Sanji's very good at it. And then at one point, Sanji is not on the ship for an arc and they burn down the kitchen. No, let's be clear. They burn down the kitchen because some other people kind of know how to do it and Luffy does it instead. <laughs> that's true. Let's, that's, a, that's a good let's point. Be real. Yeah. And you know, maybe maybe learning to cook from cookbooks is hard, but it can also be fun sure. and interesting. And we are in the era of of YouTube and TikTok mm-hmm. and video tutorials. Yeah. So if you for example don't know how to tulip a chicken leg, you can go on one of these video sites and put in tulip chicken leg and somebody will show you how to do it yeah um and that is so useful and so handy uh it won't be sanji it won't be black leg sanji unfortunately but it'll probably be somebody who won't get a nosebleed if you're cute Mm -hmm. um which is you know more useful yeah exactly and if you don't watch solid one piece sorry guys (laughs) you're not gonna get that one unless you do (laughs) yeah i mean hey if you've made it through this much of this episode and have never seen an episode of one piece before maybe check it out you might like it it's a lot of fun we we started watching it together a few years ago and i this was like i don't watch anime Mm -hmm. anime has never been like my thing i've seen some of it here and there but like i'm not some people are big cartoons people i'm Mm -hmm. not a big cartoons person sure but one piece has pirates and so i said listen i love pirates and i love the high seas this is a thing that is known about me so sure i will give the pirate anime (laughs) A try, and now it has been about two and a half years. Yes, yeah. we're we're about eight hundred episodes deep. Sometimes I am exhausted, 
but it's extremely fun. Yeah. 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 Um, it drew me in. It's got really, really great geopolitics. Yeah. If you are one of those, like, smart people who has to be intellectual about everything, which, like, I get it. I'm recovering as one of those. You know, there's plenty to critique and, uh, and, and intellectualize and talk to your professor friends about. Oh, my God. Listen, some of us yeah. are recovering academics, no, all right? I, I get it, I get it. I'm a recovering <laughs> Raised snack by academics. <laughs> snackademic. That's oh me. My goodness. I'm a snackademic. There you go. All right, folks. Well, I think that, that brings us to the end here for today. If you want to check the book out, it's called One Piece Pirate Recipes by Sanji. It's a lot of fun. You can find it, you know, wherever you get your cookbooks, on the internet in person probably it's super cute it's really cute it's It's, really cute yeah i would say like Um, if you're not someone who you know knows about one piece a lot of it might be lost on you but even then i think it's a pretty solid little cookbook and one thing i do like we haven't used this yet but the back of the book includes like a couple of broth recipes yeah i saw that and i'm excited about it there's like a dashi and like yeah and like a basic chicken stock yeah yeah and and i think that's really neat too like just i like a book that has its recipes you know has its themed stuff and then takes a minute to go here's a couple like basic things that are going to be useful for you like overall Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's because a few of the other recipes in here call for broth but like i still think that's great you know Broth is just such a good thing to know how to make. Yeah. Um, especially because it's easy. Yeah. Like we've talked about broth on this before. I don't need to go on my broth spiel because you because you know my broth spiel at this point. If you don't, hit me up. I'll give you my broth spiel. Not um, to be confused with a broth spiel, which is a sausage conversation. Uh, I mean, I can have a sausage conversation. Well, folks, it's nine here, so we're going to go to bed and watch some One Piece. What time is it where you are? Let us know in the comments or by leaving a rating review <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review that just says it's 10.30 p.m. Please, please, honestly, please. please. You can literally write anything. Look, like, if you give us a five-star rating, you can write whatever you want Look, in the review box. Do it. Give you us a five-star write... rating and tell us which One Piece character you yeah. think is cutest. You could just write poo-poo pee-pee if you want to. Oh, Andrew, if you're listening to this, I know that's your vibe. <laughs> Leave us a rating and review that just says poo-poo pee-pee. I want you to know that a little bit of my soul died saying that. <laughs> As it should be. Thank you guys so much for listening to No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation? You can hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tonsil at Night. If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to donate. Please do. We're broke. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Chantal H, Gap, Thomas, Erica, Andrew, Chantal T, David, Mallory, Sarah, Nell, Carol Ann, Rachel, and Aslam. It wasn't the same Andrew that I was thinking of before when I said pee-pee-poo-poo. But Andrew, patron Andrew, do you want to leave us a rating review that just says pee-pee-poo-poo? You can. Do it. Patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. If that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and make it happen. We can't ever do this podcast as a video podcast because there's so many times that I'm just off mic wheezing with my head in my hands while you do your little bits we also have merch you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at podcavern and of course you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice as we just covered do it andrew or by sharing this episode with a friend maybe a friend who likes pirates or watches one piece our theme music is by zach 
Ma, 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 Ingalls, and our cover art is by David. Would you be so kind as to show me your flam? You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. Last but certainly not least, the show was produced by me, Tom Zalatni, and you, Tefra Jemian, and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Podcavern Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. See you on the Grand Line. Understand. Just takes a little time, it takes a little time, it takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind, we'll take it slow this time. No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Hello, folks. I'm Katie. I'm Vinny. And we host the Learn Real Good podcast. It's a comedy podcast about science. It's also a science podcast with comedy. Each episode, we interview a science grad student about their research. And we keep it casual, so you don't need to be a nerd to follow along. We also share some of the latest science news. I think you mean the latest science news. Well, people need to hear more about amphibians. I agree with that. So look us up on your favorite podcast source and learn learn real real good. good. Presented by the Podcavern Network. Uh, close enough. Hi, everyone. I'm Tong. I'm Sam. And I'm Laura. And we are... Disney Dummies! Look, we know there are Disney super fans out there, but even the superest of fans could still be Disney dummies. That's why the three of us are on a quest to watch every single animated theatrical release in chronological order, from Snow White all the way to whatever's out right now. We dive into each movie in detail, talking about fun facts, talking about the animation, hit you with some hot takes, our favorite reviews on the internet. We even talk about who fucks. I still can't believe that's an actual segment. So join us every second Wednesday for another episode of Disney Dummies. And Pixar Pals when we finally catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Brought to you by the fairy tale whimsical depths of the Podcavern.